0: Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby! You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information. And get ready, this is going to be a fun one. And we're rolling, baby. We're back with the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here with you, the originator and founder of the Berman Method of Golf Performance, where we help aging golfers move better so they can hit the ball farther, strike the ball more consistently, and play more frequently without nagging aches and pains. Real quick, right out of the gate, I want to give you a heads up. Head over to BermanGolf.com. We've just recently revamped the entire website. We've got a ton of new information on there. It's much clearer, much more simple to follow exactly what we're doing and explain how we're different from everybody else great testimonials on there. And make sure you check out the T-Shot transformation. So click on products, T-Shot transformations there. We're still getting a ton of these across the country and even worldwide. A ton of people in the UK and Canada are purchasing the T-Shot transformation and getting some really significant results, especially this time of year. When it's winter for most of the world, and you're really not outside golfing and banging balls, this is the perfect time to be doing the T-Shot Transformation because it's inside. So make sure you check that out. Today, what I want to talk to you about is the reason why buying more forgiving clubs a more forgiving driver is actually going to make you worse. Yeah, that is a fun concept there. It's actually the exact opposite of what the mainstream golf media channels are marketing right now. It's all about this new Smoke Driver. I think it's the Paradigm Smoke Driver and all of these other club heads. I think they that they've got they've set the record for the biggest driver club face ever with the most forgiveness, you can pretty much hit it on the heel, the toe, the shaft, the handle. You can flip it over and hit it on the handle, and it's going to be just as forgiving as if you were to hit it on the real sweet spot where it should be. And the reason why buying more forgiving clubs is actually going to make you worse is very short. I'll explain it in much more detail. By purchasing and using more forgiving clubs, it is covering up your inefficiencies. And when you cover up your inefficiencies and you can get away with it, it makes your inefficiencies worse. It makes the problem worse. Here's the easiest example I can give you, is you hear a noise coming from your car and it's coming from the wheel. It sounds like it's coming from your wheel. It's like a squeaky noise. It's it's a metal-on-metal metal squeaky noise. Because you don't like that noise, what you could easily do is you could take a can of WD-40 and go spray it in the bearing, because it's the wheel bearing going bad, by the way. You can go take some WD-40 and spray it in the wheel bearing, And that squeaky noise will immediately go away. And then you can continue driving and you're like, oh, wow, the problem is solved. I don't hear the noise anymore. And then the next thing you know, your tire passes you down the road. It actually falls off and it passes you going down the road because the wheel bearing said, screw this, I'm completely done now. And it blows up and the tire passes you down the road. So this is an example that is very, very equivalent to what's happening with you and your body when you purchase more forgiving clubs. Here's the reason why. The reason why you need a more forgiving club is because you do not have a consistent golf swing. It's that simple. You cannot get to the same exact place every single time, or at least the majority of the time. So, you're miss hitting golf balls. You're miss hitting the sweet spot. You're catching it on the toe. You're catching it on the heel. Wherever you're catching it. it, doesn't really matter. It's just not the sweet spot. And you think the answer is, well, let me get a bigger sweet spot. If I just had a bigger sweet spot, it'll solve the problem. So, you go and you get this new smoke driver that Has zero weak spots on the entire club face. Every single spot on the club face is the sweet spot if you watch their marketing. And you start using that driver and you start hitting better shots, or actually, you start getting better results. You're not hitting better shots, you're getting better results. You're getting away with a crappy golf swing, is what happens. Because you're getting away with a crappy golf swing, You don't try to improve your golf swing as much as you would if you were not getting away with the crappy golf swing. Now, this is where we start snowballing in the wrong direction because we have to remember why are we hitting crappier shots to begin with? The vast majority of the time, this occurs somewhere around the age of 60 to 65 years old, somewhere around mid-60s, golfers game, their swing starts to change. It's most noticeable with lacking distance. So when you used to hit your drives off the tee to 40, 250, now you're hitting it to 20, 230. It's like, Okay. I'm starting to lose some distance. I'm going to need an extra club on my approach shots. The next thing that you start to notice is lack of consistency. So this is when you start saying, man, I'm just not hitting consistent shots anymore. I wish, you know, I I got that one off the toe. I got that one off the heel. I need a more forgiving club face. The reason why this is happening is because your mobility has changed. Your ability has changed it should be no secret that you are not as flexible, as mobile, as overall strong as you were when you were in your 30s, when you're in your 70s. I mean, that should not be a secret at all. I mean, nine out of 10 people, that answer is true. Of course, there's going to be that freak out there that's more mobile, more stronger, more athletic than they were. But the vast majority of the population, the vast majority of amateur golfers are not as flexible when they're in their 70s as they were in their 30s. They're not as strong in their 70s as they were in their 30s. They're not as quote-unquote athletic in their 70s as they were in their 30s. The reason why that last one's important, athletic, is essentially meaning that it's your motor control, your ability to reproduce a movement consistently over and over again to achieve a result. That changes as you get older. That is why you start mishitting the golf ball more in your 60s and 70s and 80s than you did in your 20s and 30s and 40s. Because you're not able to reproduce the actual movement as consistently as you had been. So when you go and you get a more forgiving club face, then you can start getting away with that. That is the same thing as spraying WD-40 on the bad wheel bearing in your car. Okay, great. I'm starting to get better results off the tee. I'm starting to bring more fairways into play. That's great. Problem is, it is a temporary fix because you are already going in the wrong direction. And because you're starting to get better results with the bad motions that you're doing to get the results, you start getting worse motions, your swing continues to regress and go in the wrong direction. This is one of the things that I've seen a lot over the past year alone, because over the past year, the amount of technology that has gone into these drivers has been astronomical. I mean, every single driver that comes out is the most forgiving driver, is the longest driver is the best driver that's ever been made. And what it's doing to us, to us amateur golfers, I'm including myself in this, is it's hiding the fact that we're not spending even close to enough time on the actual physical component, the actual things that caused it to be bad to begin with. Now, I want to bring up something that I was doing a bunch of research the past 24 hours before recording this podcast because I wanted to pick something up that really means something to me and might not mean something to you. And what it is, it's called moment of inertia. Moment of inertia is an actual measurement. And what it is, is when you're coming through with your swing and you miss hit the golf ball, let's just use it off the toe, for example, when you hit the golf ball off of the toe with your driver, it creates rotary or torsion of the club face. And the ultimate goal is to keep the club face pointing towards the direction of your target through impact. This is why, when you see the players on tour, when they're in some really thick rough, the commentators always say that, man, he's going to have to be really, really strong to keep that club face square to get to that golf ball to get the result that he's looking for, because the grass changes the angle or the direction that the club face is pointing. So that's a no brainer. We all all have heard the commentators talking about that. The same thing is true when there's no grass in the way. The same thing is true when you're swinging a driver on the tee box and you miss hit it out off the toe, it rotates the face open. You should be able to visualize that as I'm sitting here saying this. When you hit the golf ball way out on the toe, because the impact was out on the toe, it rotates the face open. So now you're projecting that golf ball to the right because you have an open club face because you didn't keep the club face square through impact, not to impact. You have to keep it square through impact. So that's where this, this uh, measurement comes out moment of inertia. How square does the club face remain when you mishit the golf ball on the heel, on the toe, high, low, whatever it is? How square does the club face stay? And the higher the number, The more square that the club face stays through impact with mishit golf balls, not on the quote unquote sweet spots, even though every spot is a sweet spot on the paradigm or the smoke, right? Okay, I was being a little tongue-in-cheek there. So that's what's happened over the past year, is this number moment of inertia has skyrocketed so that you're keeping the club face more and more square. Through impact when you're mishitting the golf ball. This is playing into the problem. This is giving amateur golfers a very short-term fix to their crappy golf swings. And you have to remember, why is this swing crappy to begin with? The only reason why your swing is crappy to begin with is because you cannot reproduce it every single time. That's what creates a crappy golf swing. It's that simple. Look at Bubba Watson, for example. Bubba Watson has one of the most unorthodox golf swings in the history of Masters champions. And I remember, I forget if it was, must have been the first Masters. It was that shot where he was in the woods and he hit this massive hook to get on the green and ultimately win the Masters. I'm pretty sure it was that one where one of the commentators at one of the points during that round, he goes, Bubba Watson's swing has more moving parts than a sieve or some type of analogy. I forget what he used. But he was just talking about how unorthodox the swing was, how many moving parts it had. But he won tournaments with it because he could reproduce that swing over and over and over again. So it's not a crappy swing if you can reproduce it over and over again versus somebody that has a beautiful swing. People say that DJ's swing is one of the most eloquent swings, that one of the most picturesque swings, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that's a pretty swing. Doesn't really matter because he can reproduce it over and over again. So could Bubba Watson that has the most unorthodox swing doesn't really matter. He can reproduce it over and over again. So it's not a crappy swing. Take that analogy and relate it to us mere amateurs, not the gods on TV, us mere mortals and amateurs. We have crappy swings because we cannot reproduce it over and over again. So I've said this so many times. You could have the worst over-the-top swing And if you were able to reproduce that swing over and over again, hitting this massive banana slice or duck hook pulls, if you could reproduce it over and over again, you could easily shoot in the 80s because you're just going to compensate for it. Use the banana slice, for example. If you knew you were going to hit a banana slice 100% of the time off the tee, you're going to aim way left. And you're going to land it in the fairway 100% of the time. The problem is the dreaded straight ball comes out of nowhere and you go straight OB. So you don't know if you should aim left or aim straight because you don't know if you're going to hit a straight ball or a massive banana slice. I have been there. I was that guy. That was how I started off my golf career when I first started to try to actually get serious. I couldn't get away from the massive banana slice off the tee. So I would consistently aim left. And sure enough, every third or fourth tee shot, the dreaded straight ball came into play. And it's like, what in the world? How am I supposed to play this game? I don't know if it's going left, straight or right. Like, I don't know. Because I was not able to reproduce the same exact swing over and over again because I wasn't using the right muscles. This always comes back to the right muscles, always comes back to using muscles versus momentum. You have a much greater chance at reproducing the same swing over and over again when you use muscles and not momentum. You know that you're using muscles if you can statically hold every single position of your entire golf swing. The easiest thing you can do to test this is take a slow motion video from the side angle, so straight across the golf ball, so facing you, right, straight across the golf ball, and swing the golf club in real time hit a golf ball then go back and watch that video and fast forward it to the top of the backswing and then take a screenshot okay then go ahead and see if you can statically get to the top of your backswing and then take another picture doesn't have to be a screenshot take a picture and then compare those two pictures. Compare the picture that is a screenshot of you in real-time swing at the top of your backswing, the transition from the backswing to the downswing, and compare that to where your backswing is when you statically go there and hold it and wait for somebody to take the picture. 9.9 times out of 10, it is not the same the one in real time is much further in the backswing than the one where you can just where you go statically and hold it and wait for somebody to take the picture that is 100% confirmation that you are using momentum and not muscles when you use momentum and you're not on the tour you're not getting paid to play this game you're not on TV on sundays or thursdays fridays saturdays You should not be using momentum to swing the golf club because you're not athletic enough. It is that simple. We are mere mortals. We are not the ones on TV. They are elite athletes. Even though we're still playing the same game, it doesn't mean we should be able to do what they do. It's no different from being watching a clip of Michael Jordan back in the day, driving down the court, breaking people's ankles and slamming it in the, the hoop. And then me saying, well, it's just basketball. I should be able to do that. No, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. He's an elite athlete. I'm not. I'm a couch potato compared to him. So why would I think that I could do it? Yet we sit here on our couches on Sundays watching the tour and we're going, I should be able to do that. I should be able to do that swing path. I should be able to lag the club like that. I should be able to hit my three-wood 260 yards. What? Come on, guys. So come back full circle. Let's wrap this thing up. The more forgiving your club head is, the worse your golf swing will become over the next 12, 18, 24 months. That is my prediction. Can't prove it. Obviously, I can't prove it right now. However, that is my prediction because I've seen it over and over again. The more forgiveness you get, the more you're going to be able to get away with your crappy golf swing. The more you get away with your crappy golf swing, the less you're going to try to fix your crappy golf swing. And it will make you worse. Short term fix for a longer term problem. So if you want help with this, if you want me to take a look at your swing, email me a video of your swing. Email me a video distance at BermanGolf.com in slow motion and I'll check it out. If you're going to do that, make sure you email me a video of your swing and take a picture of the top of your backswing holding it statically. So hold it statically and then in real time. And I'll tell you right then and there you're going to be going in the right direction or you're not going to be going in the right direction. It's really simple. Really, really simple. has nothing to do with all this technology that's coming out on in the golf world. And don't forget, check out the T-Shot Transformation. The T-Shot Transformation is 100% about giving your body the ability to reproduce the same swing over and over again. It is that simple. It is six modules sent straight to your email. You can watch them on your phone. And we even have a printout. We've got this beautiful handbook that's color pictures and big. You can tab it. And it's essentially the program in physical form. So you can actually see it. You can take it to the driving range. You can take it on the golf course with you. The whole purpose of it is to give your body the ability to reproduce the same swing over and over again. I don't care if it's a crappy swing or a beautiful swing, an inside out or over the top. It doesn't matter as long as you can reproduce the same thing over and over again. And that's what the T-Shot Transformation will help you do. So make sure you like and subscribe this. Please share this with your buddy that just bought the brand new smoke driver and they're so happy. Paradigm. Yeah, Paradigm, Paradigm. Gotta get the new Paradigm. Share this with them and say, you're going to suck worse than you actually do right now, 12 months from now. It's going to be worse. The problem's not getting better. So like and subscribe. Love it. Email me some questions or comment on this podcast. Leave me some comments. Love to hear from you guys. Until next time. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com, and check out a ton of stuff that we have there or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up, comment on the videos, let me know what your questions are, try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.